0: I, uh, went on a date last night.
1: Oh, yeah? With, like, was it a first date?
0: It was a first date.
1: Was it an internet date?
0: It was an internet date.
1: And? I
0: liked her. She was actually pretty cool. Tyler, with an I. Huh. What does she do? Well... At the moment, she is a barista. Okay. But she's also sort of a part-time
1: low-flying trapeze artist. Oh, wow. So she must have, like, a really great body. It's like, if she's, like, a trapeze artist.
0: Why do you have to be so crude? What
1: what are you talking about? Like you
0: you're always like, you know, talking about, you know, oh yeah, yeah, he had a, a big cock or or like 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 she's like she's she's she 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 must have a nice pussy or something. I
1: have never said anything about anyone having a nice pussy in you front know, of
0: you. know. You know what I mean? Whatever. Look, you You've made it clear that you're not interested, so I don't understand why you can't have like a, a, a little, you know, pity. You didn't look me. at me. You didn't even give me a chance to you even. You said that I didn't know you, and that 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 you were nothing like the person I thought you were. So so that's true. So so that's, that's a fact. Just like get to know me. I can't get to know you if you keep acting like a
1: like a, like. <sighs> What? Say it. Say it.
0: Never mind.
1: You think I'm like a total bitch, right? You like, totally hate me now. So just say it.
2: The theater, the theater. Bring it Louise. Theater, theater.
1: What? What, what? What's up, y'all?
2: How, oh no. hi.
0: Oh, there's something hey happening there. here. What it is what? ain't exactly clear. Ah. Ooh.
1: I wash my hair and shaved my legs and pits for this. Oh for this podcast. For wow. this I'm in podcast. I'm in
0: full drag right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Ooh, gonna be a day.
3: I came back. Like- <laughs> I came
0: back from camping and I took Ooh, that yeah. shower. I had a stank. Like it was oh, a yeah. great, like well earned, mm. dirty stank, yeah, yeah. and that shower was so beautiful and could love that. That's yeah. the, those
3: are the best. The shower after the like week of just being in Debauch- nature. Well, we weren't yeah. too debaucherous, but a
0: okay. little bit debaucherous,
3: but good times. Yeah. Hey How's everybody.
1: I'm doing. I'm doing fucking great. Yeah. Yeah,
3: are you excited to talk about this week's playwright? Because I, I'm
1: stoked it. to talk about this week's playwright. Yeah. I have a lot, a lot to of say. good roles for
3: you in this in this week's playwright. Mm, yeah, yeah
1: I, I appreciate her writing of women of a quote unquote certain age.
3: Yeah, I
1: like that a lot
0: of that. If you want the
3: truth, in well, uh,
1: you know, well, and the yeah. women are all in over the map theater.
3: too. Yes, absolutely,
0: all of them are. Like, like, there's a nice balance there. Like, uh, like, like, like. Like, um,
2: like, likey.
1: I, well, that's very Annie Baker of you. I, it's true. I suppose. I
0: Annie
3: suppo- Baker actually writes this podcast, so she, yes, does. she does. Yes,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I want to have a beer with Annie Baker. I want to yes. hang out with Annie Baker. I want to get yes. to know Annie Baker yes. uh, because, sadly, and this is my big preface, I haven't seen anything. There's been a woeful lack of productions of her stuff in Los Angeles, and I just haven't seen anything. What does um, Annie either. Baker
3: drink? What do you think? Do you think she drinks beer? I feel like she's like an old-fashioned kind of gal. I feel like she might oh. might mess with like I, I don't know. know.
0: I think she I might could be see a straight a vodka
1: up. soda.
3: Soda. I
0: think she might be, uh, I think she just might be a straight-up wine wine lady. Okay,
1: okay. Annie Baker, let us know. Email us. Yeah, please, <laughs> please.
0: Annie Baker, what do you drink? We're going to... And
1: come have yeah. a
3: drink with us at the plunge sometime. Come by the out, way, um, w- uh, welcome to Theater Theater. Yeah. <laughs> the theater podcast for theater people, made by three theater makers from the L.A. theater scene. I'm Jay Bailey Burcham.
1: I'm C.J. Merriman. And I'm Scott Leggett.
3: That's right. We're the three theater nerds, or the turds of the turd. world, of the, of wor- the only world. Three that exists. <laughs> that was awful. I'm very excited. Okay, We're we each to... members of the Sacred Fools Theater Company, and each week we get together and we talk about <laughs> plays and playwrights that we have strong. Shut <laughs> your whore mouths. <laughs> that we have strong opinions on, and we discuss, debate, and disseminate all over them. Now, this is our mini series on Annie Baker. Annie and Baker, gold. Titled... Circle Podcast Transformation or Potty Awareness or <laughs> The Antipod-Ease.
0: Ah. Yeah. Yeah. But it's Before, right there. Sure. Like, you're not yeah. wrong. I'm not mad. Bailey does the the, the, the titles, the subtitles. It's should, my only
3: job, and then get very angry when we don't compliment it's them enough. Early, though, so I send these brilliant puns. <laughs> it's true, and I get no reaction. Not a That's not
0: a true. Not That's even not a, true. More from I, CJ because she doesn't. She doesn't. No Chortles. No Snickers. What? Nothing. <laughs> no
3: Three Musketeers.
1: Then why don't you call and we can talk about it? No oh, Milky God. Ways.
3: Uh, okay, uh, <laughs> so. Uh, before we get started there yeah. are a couple things that are worth bringing up right now that are just sort of in the ether uh, especially not you know good stuff. in our world um first of all chadwick boseman yes as
0: we record this it's been less than 24 hours since he passed away and yeah. i mean i mean did anybody I, I don't think anybody knew he was sick i mean certainly not the general public it right, right. Did... It,
1: in that way it reminded me of like when Alan Rickman passed yeah because I right. think he had been sick for a while and I mean you know it's their right if they want to be sick and private with their family and stuff and uh, yeah I, I... oh yeah but it Absolutely. was same like surprise of like what
0: yeah well and to think that he had made all the Marvel movies plus Marshall, the Five um, Bloods and the Five Bloods. If all, people haven't
1: watched
3: well, the Five Bloods yet, you, oh, you oh man, I got it on my it. list. I haven't yeah, watched it yet. It's, it's, he's uh, uh, he's. I mean, great he might get a posthumous and, Oscar for that because it's pretty incredible.
0: Yeah, but yeah, um, you know we we had that um,
1: to be unwell knowingly yeah. unwell Dur- right. and like all those marvel movies like sure. just being it, i just do
3: we know you know not to make light of anything but do we know if any of black panther 2 was shot
1: i was talking to someone about that last night i think it was just in the talk scott might have more information than me on
0: that no okay. they hadn't but okay. um gotcha. uh because kugler ryan kugler's gonna direct but the thing is, is that so much, I guess, of the next phase was going to be hung on on the Black Panther storyline. So right. I imagine they'll recast him, you know, a la, yeah. you know, the way you recast... Any superhero movie, which I be, actually have a
3: feeling they're gonna use, uh, you know, the ancestral plane in some way and maybe bring back Michael B. Jordan and have him take up the mantle. I oh, think wow. Something, something, yeah, that, that's a good that idea. Or, um, really or cool what, what's
0: your name? And played the sister, um, yes,
3: absolutely. Or, uh, or even Deny, or like, or Lupita, or, or them, if, oh, if you let any oh. of them, Lupita, like any of yeah. them, that would just be freaking beautiful i mean yeah. i mean i trust. i trust ryan coogler's brilliant
0: i trust them and, and kevin feige is you know overseeing it and yeah. you know i think they'll have the taste and and the wisdom to do it you know and yeah but god i mean you know and then you know so we, sad you know it's a week where we had another black man shot by the police senselessly uh, jacob um, lake and um, we you know
3: um it's at this point the 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 issue is that we're not even surprised at this point, you know, and I think that's that's the biggest issue. And we won't get too deep into it because we want to give Annie Baker her due. But I just think at this point, like if if you can't um, see what's going on and if you can't actively, uh, you know, be a part of the change, then I don't know how you can call yourself an American. Right. Um, Here, here. That's just my opinion. Black Lives Matter Yes. Uh, more yes. than ever now yes. and I need us to all uh, be able to say it out loud proudly and uh, and the three of us are doing everything in our power to, you know, uh, uh, fulfill everything we can as privileged allies and right. we are doing our best and right. uh, we do have a lot of really amazing playwrights of color coming up, but like we've said before, we are actually going to bring on guests because again, we don't want three white people sitting in a room talking about, the the experience of people of color and that's no. yeah we've yes. got we've
0: got august wilson coming up and oh i can't wait uh, and lorraine Hansberry, Hansberry, and oh yeah, and, my god yes a bunch. so so yeah. many i can't and, wait and 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 anybody else uh i don't know if you you guys are especially sports figures but a big shout out to the nba and the nba yeah. players this week Hell and wnba yes and wnba sure i meant that holistically because right they have, I mean, they walked off the court. They, yeah. They they they, yeah. they, they, had major television networks going, uh, 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 yep. like, and, um, and good on them and yep. good on them. With um, the
1: Marlins and the Mets did that as well. The, yeah. I mean, it, it's,
0: it's ricocheted. Uh, hockey did it. Hockey came out. Hockey. Ho-
1: yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think hockey has three players of color. Mm-hmm. And there was a fantastic picture with the three of them making a statement uh, and backed up by uh, at least two or three other teams full of white players. Um, That's fantastic. And, I love Yeah. That. So, you That's know, so hey, great. I don't give a shit. If, if, if sports leads the way and yeah. now there's already talk that the NFL, that they're players that just might go, you know, teams might just go, fuck you, we're not going to play until... Yep. Um, yeah. So I think
3: that's legit. I think we're you know, uh, there's great changes coming if those kind of institutions are actually putting their foot down and doing things like that. I, I love that. But we are still in a country where, uh, you know, a uh, white,
0: uh, <laughs>
2: a
3: white supremacist a racist piece of shit can a walk into fascist. a crowd of people, kill them and and get hydrated and taken home by the police. Yeah. Right. So that's where we live. I just... If you are still saying all lives matter, then um, go to fucking hell. Uh, Anyway... (laughs) This isn't your uh, podcast. This is not your podcast. (laughs) Um, But you know what is this podcast is... Annie fucking Baker. Annie, Annie Baker. fucking Baker. Annie, Annie fucking Baker. Baker. She writes this podcast. Uh, she writes it every week. <laughs> <for us laughs> yeah. and we, like um, she totally
1: like we've writes. We've never this, met her. Like, she podcast. just sends us
3: the script. It's why we're constantly <laughs> interrupting each other. It's just a perfect
2: like. <laughs> and she's really and, good
3: at writing
0: us. And 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 some of the awkward pauses.
3: Yes, it's not just Zoom. No, it's not just it's not just the fact that we turn off our video for audio quality quality and therefore it's like we're talking on the phone the whole time and that's why it's a little hard to read each other sometimes. It's great, it's the best. Annie Baker, we stand you forever. Now, Scotty, my friend, I I want to throw it to you because it's Scott's
0: history corner, man. I got my history stuff
2: and, and I got still. some fun. I got some. Scott's- I got Isn't some fun
0: I in? got a fun little game. I got a fun little game.
2: Oh shit. coming to you. Oh, Scott. Scott.
0: Uh Annie Baker was yeah. born in April of nineteen eighty one. Hot.
2: Uh, Young and
3: <laughs> year before my oldest or excuse me, no, the year after my oldest brother. Oh God. Well,
1: that's how you're gonna say oh, the shit. oldest person you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: um, right, that. <laughs>
0: She grew up in Amherst, Massachusetts. Um, she kind of grew up uh, surrounded by academia. Her father, Con, C-O-N-N, Con Ooh, Nugent.
2: That's Nugent.
0: Con, 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 you bloodsucker. sucker. Uh, he was a college administrator. He worked with the five colleges. Uh, her mother, Linda Baker, is a psychologist and teacher and professor. Um, her brother, Benjamin Baker Nugent, is a successful mm. author. Uh, I have not read his stuff. No. <laughs> uh, she attended NYU's Tisch School of the Arts. I care, CJ. Arts. Okay, I care. No, yeah, I'm laughing
1: does. about something else. I'm sorry. Okay. T- oh, do wow. Here. Wow. Hey, please focus. I am oh, not paying class. attention. I
0: spent minutes doing. You looking looking at, <laughs> <You> look at <laughs> memes? Are you no. memeing
1: right now? No. Wow. No. Are you on TikTok? I'm sorry. Are you
0: no. I'm too old
1: for TikTok.
0: <laughs> well, TikTok, <laughs> I went viral you know. on
3: TikTok. I have 12,000 followers. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah.
0: All right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, she, uh, attended NYU to school, of the arts, uh, with, uh, in the department of dramatic writing. Uh, she got her MFA in playwriting from Brooklyn college. And mm. we'll talk more about that. Cause I have some thoughts. Uh oh, she, ho,
3: ho, Hot takes on Brooklyn. Well, Scott uh, has
1: just, just,
0: just academia and, okay. and academia and, and our theater and where our theaters Hope at. None of our
3: listeners go to Brooklyn College. Uh,
0: well, and then she teaches playwriting at NYU. Right. Uh, uh, Tish? Did, did you even go to Tesh? She got to Tesh. Tish. Uh, even <laughs> go to Tesh, though <laughs> Uh, she also teaches at uh, Barnard College uh, and in the MFA program at Stony Brook Southampton. Uh, she is also on the faculty. With hold on, she's also on the faculty of the Rita and Burton Goldberg MFA and Playwriting Program of Hunter College. So she's all up in yeah. She's sure. not even forty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she got a Pulitzer Prize too. I'm too know. old. I'm too yeah. old. Okay, so I'm going to tell you four things. Two of oh, these no things, one's... facts. These are weird facts. Okay. Two of these facts are true, and two of these facts are not
3: true. Two truths and a lie, and a lie. Two truths two, and two
1: lies.
0: Two truths two and truth. two two truths and two lies. Because th- these are fun. Okay. This <laughs> true is true. Lie th- square. This th- this surprised me, but then it didn't surprise me when you take a step back. She is actively involved in witchcraft and the history of witchcraft around the world. Okay. Like studying like witches, uh, she spent a lot of time studying Icelandic witches, which mm-hmm. may have played itself out later in a play. <laughs> she was uh, one of her first jobs was uh, the guest wrangler, helping oversee contestants on The Bachelor, the reality oh. of The Bachelor. Okay. She is the sister-in-law of Noah Baumbach, uh, the filmmaker. Oh. Uh, which would also make her the sister-in-law of Greta Gerwig. Right. Uh, and she, uh, as a kid, she was big into Taekwondo. And so she is now an avid collector of samurai swords. Uh, it's just something that stayed with her her whole life. Two of those are truths and two of those are lies. What are they?
1: I think the first two are true.
0: The witchcraft, I- the witchcraft and, and the the contestant wrangler. On the Bachelor,
2: okay. Yes, I
3: think the contestant wrangler is true. Uh huh. And Noah Bombach, Greta Gerwig is true. And I looking online, Bailey, are not true.
0: (laughs) Uh, Bailey wins. Bailey wins.
1: Yeah, mother. No, I
3: don't look things up. I'm, (laughs) I'm all. I have an encyclopedic knowledge of um shit that doesn't matter. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right it's the same yeah. same here yeah uh no she's married to uh nico bomback who is noah bombacks right um
3: i think I had, I had actually seen that somewhere that's why I and
0: thought. i think he's i think he's a writer too um and then um and then yes she one of her first jobs was as a, uh, as a wrangler for The Bachelor. That was a guess.
3: I didn't know that, but the, witch the, w- one the witchcraft one sounds like me.
0: it could have been true, right? Uh,
3: well, it didn't track for me. The oh, okay. first Fair two enough. for Fair. me
1: are kind of things that are in some of her scripts. Right, right, why. right.
3: That, yeah, yeah. So. It, okay. th- the, it was not that it didn't track for me as an Annie Baker thing. It didn't track for me how you said it.
1: I was. was You were reading intentionally I was.
3: Oh, oh, yeah. That's how you play the game. Come on. I was sitting there going, "Okay, he has mentioned Icelandic witches. He has (laughs) like it was how specific it got." I went. "Mm, I see. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, I'm just gullible and terrible at shit like this.
3: Hardly. Hardly. Uh, It does say gullible on your ceiling. I can see right now. It does. It does. Yes.
0: Did you look up? Yes. I win. (laughs)
1: I was like, what? What?
0: Huh? Obviously everything that we talked about in her bio resonates deeply throughout all of her work, especially like the early stuff, the body awareness. And I think that my only, my haunches kind of went up because I just feel that right now academia is driving theater and it's driving theater from that geographic corridor. The, The, there's a there's a feeling I have sometimes that 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 critics that those in theater regard that theater only exists between Boston and New York. That was my my only criticism of that is that she's And that's horse shit. Well, I I just think that there no, it is, is other great theater but people don't go to look for it and
3: Well, here's the thing. I I find this all the time when I'm like going through YouTube videos of when I'm just trying to find like, "Oh man, I've never seen Uh, let's, you know, the flick. I'd love to see the flick. I wonder if a random theater has just put it up and all the time you'll find things where it's like, wait, this is in the middle of, of Iowa. And they're doing this, this set. And these actors are like stellar. And the, the quality of the filming is next level. You're like, Whoa, like there are pl- everywhere there is good theater happening in Wichita, fricking Kansas. There is good sure. theater happening in the middle of of Fiji. There is good theater happening. I promise you there. The New York is not the end all be all. It is just it just has the monopoly on where the money goes. And that's it. Yeah. And Boston has some good theaters. I get it. Chicago. And Chicago has some good theaters. I'm not saying that there's yeah. not good theater in these cities. Yeah. Right. And that's not. I don't think your point either, Scott. I think it's just like this. This idea that it all is is living in this tiny little bubble is uh, a bunch of horseshit.
0: Right. And this idea that you can't work without an MFA. Yeah. Um, which is an honest to god truth. Like I know friends who. have tried to direct places and been told you won't direct unless you have an mfa and right. i think that there's that's academia putting its foot and removing it from the people right. a little bit for me yeah. I, I don't think that that's the case with her with 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 her work with with annie baker's work and i'm glad i spent the time with it but just my hunches just went up a little bit i'm like wow you want to talk about sort of the cliche yeah. you know NYU undergrad playwriting degree went into you know Brooklyn College got an MFA and now she won a Pulitzer Prize and it's like that's the only way to do it but also I, which like which isn't true but don't you yeah. feel like
3: there? how many of her graduate every single year from Tish probably Cash. 20 20 you know 30 I mean? yeah. every year yeah and and the reason why she stands out is because she did find this very pointedly simple way of writing people. Uh-huh. And I think that's why she has transcended the, the forgive the term, but like the basic Tish person. You know Absolutely. What I mean? like, Absolutely. She's, just, she's, she's gone just... beyond that whole, just you're just another run of the mill sheep that came out of a giant <laughs> expensive theater school, you know? Yeah. She's, you
1: know, she look up any of that shit about her I just started reading her plays and maybe it's because I'm a woman or maybe it's because she speaks to specific things that I deal with personally but like her shit spoke to me and I I was kind of waiting the whole time to be like something fucking terrible is going to happen
0: no, I, I and then
1: something fucking terrible didn't happen, but I was so we mentioned this Bailey almost like Genji Cohen, like, yeah, it's the yeah, characters yeah. and the relationships. but the storyline's a little like. Uh, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't get super theatrical, you know? And it doesn't
3: have to, it doesn't have to, you know, it doesn't feel the need to go like, okay. And now here's your
1: huge climax. Here's your day. Here's off. this crazy fucking thing that you have to talk to other people about afterwards. Exactly. about What does it mean?
3: Right. Right. No, which is I, why the I'm, flick I'm, is like fucking next level for me. We'll get there. Okay. But yeah, we'll get there. No, I, I'm
0: with you siege. Like once I settled in and started reading, like all of that stuff kind of quickly went away. Like, yeah, clearly there's she's she's fucking badass. Yeah, <laughs> we're not saying anything
3: against her. We're saying it's she overcame the fact that she could have just been another run of the mill New York. Uh, I dig my U person, and in fact, she I I love her. Like, we're about to I'm about to stand all over the. place I gotta
1: tell you, like. As, as a person, like, I had always thought when I was younger that I was going to New York, and then it was kind of like a surprise last-minute thing that I ended up coming to L.A., mm-hmm. and to be honest, Thank knowing, God. Yeah, right? I'm so happy out here. Now, I'm about to hit my 14-year fucking mark out here. Woo! Um, And the thing that, when I talk to people back in New York, or I look and see what people are doing, like- I don't know. I think the edgier, cooler fucking art is coming out of this city right now. Like fringe gives me so much hope. The people I work with give me so much hope. And I just know so many people in New York that aren't doing anything because they're not getting paid for it, which I totally understand. Um, But I just, I don't know. I haven't spoken to anyone in New York that's doing like brand new exciting new theater or working with new playwrights right not at all
3: everyone who i know in new york is either working at starbucks or auditioning all day every day for broadway and off-broadway shows and not getting them so and no I, that's not true i have a lot of friends that book all the time but the but really it's that they're you know you book one out of every like 40 right right so it's sort of like that their day job is being cattle in a cattle call and it's mm-hmm. i i, I have n- as somebody who spent four years out here auditioning for uh, tours and regional theater and casino stuff, I have never waited longer than like a half hour for an audition out here. You know oh. what I mean? Like, oh, okay, yeah. okay. But that's not true for film, that is different. And for smaller theaters, that is different. I'm talking about like, you know, you go to like a big uh, uh, equity call. I've never waited that long. I've never had to- oh, yeah, copy I've never had to show up at 4 a.m. before the whatever with my, you know, and it's raining. And it's, I just, every story I hear about people in New York is they're like, yeah, so uh, I, I sit outside uh, with my umbrella. I take the the train at 3 a.m. to get there at four. But I sometimes I take the wrong train, so I have to leave actually a little earlier. And then I get there. And I'm just like, dude, LA is like so much simpler than that. And we right. have so many more little theaters who are actually doing progressive work and not just replicating the same shit over and over in again.
1: my opinion la theater scene has its own problems that are different from New for York, sure which oh, i could sure. go on and on about but i'm yeah. not gonna because i think make a lot of people not like me
3: no it's all true they, they would <laughs> everybody would just nod their head and go yep, yep. No, <laughs> yeah the, the problem is siege is like the, the three of us and i think a lot of fools and uh, sacred fools people and like a lot of people i've worked with in general are trying to be the change You know, I think there is a little bit of that academia still floating over. There's a lot of, you know, let's just say it out loud. Uh, Sorry to offend anybody. But when you walk into an audition and you see people wearing UCLA sweatshirts on the other side of the table and and, um, uh, Michigan hats, you go, well, I'm obviously not getting in this because you're waiting for UCLA people to walk into your audition room. Oh. You know what I mean? So it's like there are there is definitely uh, an uprising, if you will, of people in our sort of um, area that are, uh, you know, the small, the 99 seat theater scene that is just booming um, that I think is uh, doing a good job.
0: So should we let's get into body awareness?
3: Yeah, Uh, we we, we should say we're not
0: covering all her whole body of work. uh, What are are you sipping on? We're doing some 4-1. CJ, what, what are you sipping on there? I'm sorry
1: you heard me sipping. I just made myself a cup of coffee with some fancy, mm. fatty, sugary creamer. But I also have a little bit of champagne here because it's a Saturday afternoon. Here we go. I'm drinking
0: straight beer. I'm going IPA beer. That's
1: very, like, daytime
0: Yeah, Saturday, Saturday. daytime. We normally record in the evenings, and it's normally I find whiskey, right. although I did vodka for Chekhov. We, we all did vodka for <laughs> Chekhov. What are you uh, drinking,
3: Paige? I got to go back to work after this, so I'm drinking a nice cranberry uh, soda. Nice. Yep.
0: Square. square. I am a square. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I have. I have to, I have go, to, to go to
0: work and be
1: responsible.
3: I have I'm going to gonna go, take
1: a nap after this.
3: I have to go work in a union space.
1: So we're <laughs> <laughs> we're going <laughs> to not let's not drink. Let's be, yeah. let's, uh, you're the smart one. Um,
3: yeah, Iotzi, uh would kill me. All right, so um, body awareness. Uh, body
0: awareness. Uh, p- potty awareness. Potty awareness. It's uh, it. You know, it's described as a one-act play, but that's that's driving me nuts lately. One act plays are less than an hour. Yeah. If it's if it's more than an hour, then it's a no act play.
1: I mean, I could go to like oh, a no act play. Okay, I get that. You know what I'm saying? I can go 75 to 80 minutes in one sitting. Yeah, for sure. Is
3: like then it's just that that's a a full length play still. To that's a play,
0: right? Yeah, Yeah. because Antipodes, which we will get to, is over two hours, but there's no act break in that. Yeah. Straight. Yeah. <laughs> well, we should we should say real quick, uh
3: body awareness is is about. Uh, you know, a woman named Phyllis. It, correct me if I'm wrong about this, by the way. I'm this is Yeah. Sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. My <laughs> words, okay. Uh she's in charge of running some sort of like a body awareness week at uh-huh. the school that she teaches at. I mm-hmm. Yeah, at the college she teaches at. And her partner Joyce. Mm-hmm. And her son, J- Jer- oh, Jared. Jared is
1: Joyce's son. Right. Jared so it's Joyce's son. Phyllis's
3: stepson mm-hmm. named Jared. And he's like showing some signs of maybe Asperger's a little on bit. On the spectrum, maybe. He's definitely on the spectrum. Yeah. Um, we, and- we don't
0: know. And he's, yes.
3: And, um... Uh, there's a guy who's staying with them, a house guest named Frank, and he's mm-hmm. like a nude painter. Phyllis doesn't like that very much. Um, I don't know. Is there a better way to describe this plot? Is there no? A it's plot? no, no. That's no, that's no, good. No, that,
0: that's
1: good. It's um, it's a hangout film. You're going right? through well, body and, awareness week with them. The whole and, yeah, yeah. Right, and I think Annie Baker's you know, kind of into timelines like that. Yeah, and stru- and
0: and her structure like that because. Yeah, it's it's hard to to we we were talking about this to be quite blunt with our audience members about just doing a sort of general synopsis of each play. Uh we tend not to do, do that because we right. want you to go read it or uh engage with us if you have read it. Um mm-hmm. but the 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 funny thing is, is that we're starting that with Annie Baker and there are no easy no so plot synopsis. It. No, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's interaction. It's behavior. It's, you know,
3: it's simple pointed dialogue. I think that was what I kept coming back to. I was just like, God, it's just so, like, she says things without having to say things, but she says them sometimes too. And it's just so simple. I love yep. it. Yeah. Yep.
0: It's yeah. It, it's, and, and you see everything here. We We should also say that the play takes place in Shirley, Vermont, which is a fictional town. Fictional, and, right? Yeah, it comes she, up
1: a lot in her play. Yeah, she re- that she re- or Shirley State. She it's, returns. Well, she it's returns to Shirley. three of you know, them, right? It's
0: uh, yes, it's aliens, um, uh, mirror. Mirror, mirror, circle mirror transformation and the alien basically our first three plays
3: i
1: feel like so, nocturama too it might be in there
0: uh, it could be i might so be so in a I,
1: way
3: what you're saying is there is an annie baker theatrical universe yeah an mm-hmm. abtu if you will <laughs> where yeah. all of these plays took place Yes. Does yes. that mean that they took place in the same universe? If they're all yes. in this fictional town. Yes. Oh, is
1: this like a Pixar thing? Where that's the what Pixar I'm saying. All I'm all universe. about this. It.
0: It's a Marvel thing. Like, yeah. I mean. I'm it,
3: all you... about it. ABCU, <laughs> you know, the Annie Baker theatrical universe. I'm in.
0: Yeah, it's fun. It. Uh, I, I've played around with that, just writing like short works and stuff like that. Sure. And. That that like you would never in a million years know reading one yeah. if you weren't keenly aware of the other. But I think it creates it gives it gives a writer freedom. Yeah, you know to and it you know anything you can do to you know, enrich and fill out your world. And then it gives you it just gives you that breathing room. You know, I I basketball is back into effect, so I've been watching basketball again for the first time in forever. Mm-hmm. And the the idea, uh, you know. Of creating space, Give, giving yourself a millisecond of breathing room, to, jumping off the other player allows that time to, to shoot. And I think that that's what she she does here wisely. Like, she creates this universe. It's very, you know, she grew up in Amherst. Massachusetts which is probably you know uh you know one of the big college towns so she knows she writes what she knows yeah and 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 but by making it but but doing a fictionalized version of it just gives her some breathing room here um Mm -hmm. yeah Siege I want to hear hear your thoughts on and your reaction to this play because I know it i know it hits you uh personally and and just talk about that yeah go for it
1: well one thing i really loved about annie baker is um and she doesn't do it in all of her scripts but there is always a component that has something to do with eating disorders um and i personally am it's been like 16 years now dealing with binge purging and i i just to me one of the keys has been just being talking to people about it because you soon find out that a lot of people have experienced what you've experienced. And it's the first time that I have seen someone talk about this, Whether even if it's because there's just a flippant joke about it in the flick. And I was like, all right, I like that. And they really, because like Body Awareness Week was originally supposed to be like Eating Disorder Awareness Week or something. Right, right. In the play. And I really... I, I just liked that whole thing about it. And then the other thing... I mean, this is actually something I wanted to talk to you all about. I This was probably one of my favorite plays out of all of the ones I read of hers. Hmm. Uh, but there is obviously a, a massive overuse of the R-word. And I am wondering... Because like there were so many scenes, like, the back and forth. Whether it's between... Uh, the partners, whether it's between one of the partners and the son or whatever. Like I was laughing it, They're They're such familiar conversations,
2: right. but they're
1: funny and they're not even trying to be funny, which makes it even funnier. Yeah. I'm wondering where this is on the timeline of the discussion about that word. And like, sometimes I was like, is she just using it a lot to say something
3: or. I mean that word only. Okay. Here's the deal. Like I, when I was growing up that word had some stigma around it to some people that I knew. Okay. Never like, I, you know, like I, I was told a lot not to say it by friends who had, uh, you know, family members with any type of, uh, uh, neurodiversity, you know, whatever it may be. They'd be like, they'd be like, please don't use that word. And I'd be like, Oh, okay. And so I kind of always had that in my brain, but to be honest, that conversation only started happening in the last five years or less he has you know? it
1: because that's my thing too this is 2008 and of course uh, I'm Melissa in.
3: McCarthy uses it in like her first like four huge hits they yeah. um, specifically in the movie spy one of huh. the funniest <laughs> movies, the whole thing it's but but you can and and you have to now like realize that well we can't quote that we can't use it in the way that it's being used but it's it's Outside of, ugh, I, I'm. I know. I this is offensive to to somebody, and I apologize. But I just want to say, I wouldn't. I don't think I would edit that from her now. Right. Okay. No, because and, that
1: was my next thing. Like, if they were to, you know, if you mounted this today, would you need to change that to something else? No, I
0: wouldn't. I don't think so. I, I think it would be an because injustice. I I have a yesterday
3: unique... on set. Somebody said. that. The word to me completely flippantly like with no you know what i mean so like people as a parse, joke no they oh. were speaking and oh were like, that thing is so da, 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 and just kept moving on they did it was like as if it huh. was so my point is that people do still use it and people do like it like so if what she is trying to do is replicate you know a, a natural um kind of characteristic of somebody then using that word now can be on purpose we can use it on purpose okay to yeah, know that somebody I, is ignorant or to you know, I don't to, know.
0: right 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 to, to jump in because i i have a really unique perspective on that on this and the use of this word uh, because i have an aunt who is severely mentally disabled uh so she was born in the early 60s all through my life all my life growing up the family everybody referred to her as being mentally retarded quote unquote. quote um, and that continued. And that was not stigmatized. That was the way it was addressed. And it was the way mm-hmm. that med- the the medical community addressed it. It was mental retardation was a right. thing. And so the, the phraseology has changed, but that's a pretty recent thing. And
1: well, it became I a and,
0: schoolyard word, right? It
1: became just, right, like a exactly. slur at like, some point. That's and what that's, I'm that's, mostly familiar with it as. That's right. it's, it's, where it's, I heard especially it
3: Especially in the 80s and 90s, it was just very like prevalent as that sort of, that's what you call each other. It's just like when I, and then in the 2000s, it was gay, right? It was just yeah, right, like, right, right. You're, right. Gay. you're a gay wad. And it's like, at some point, then we have to start going like, oh, you're using that as a negative to call somebody something that somebody else actually might be? Mm-hmm. That's bad. So now that they've changed, now they're saying neurodiverse. They're saying disability. There's, you know, there's um, uh, autism. You know, they're they're using different uh, terminology now. So what we have to do as a society is evolve and say, oh, okay, cool. So we won't use that word anymore in the way that describes medically somebody, and mm-hmm. we won't use that word in a derogatory sense.
1: Yeah, it's a dumb insult. However, yeah, you can't erase
3: the fact that the way that linguistics work is that that word sounds funny when used in certain ways. Yeah. Just like the word fuck, just like the word cunt where you just Mm -hmm. like, when you hear it a certain way, you're just like, that's funny to me. And I'm so sorry. And it's not that I'm thinking of somebody neurodiverse. I'm just
0: laughing at the way that words work. You know? Okay. Okay. And, and, And you know, and in the hands of, of a smart writer, yeah, uh, I, Annie Baker?
1: This was another thing that I wanted to bring up because I feel like it's a recurring theme in her, in her scripts, is she does this thing where she brings someone in and they pose... Okay, so Frank, the character of Frank. I spent most of the play thinking that Frank was a fucking creep. But I wasn't sure that Baker felt that way about him. And no. I felt like, and I feel like she does this in other shows in completely different ways, I feel like she kind of sets you up in these situations where maybe it's a little gray and it's more for you to decide as the director, as the audience, as the performer, is this is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Am I being too stuck up about this? Should I let give him a break? Yes. But like
3: yes, the best yeah. part of this play and 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 Baker in general, but the best part of this play is that everyone is equally right and equally wrong all the time.
0: That's what she's saying. I think that that's what this all of her work is about. Is about these shades of gray. Frank could easily be in in the wrong hands would 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 be a fucking villain and he's not because the most moving and touching part of the play is that the way he connects with jared you're right yeah it's all about gray it's all about the shades of gray there is no black and white in her work and i love that because that's what we are. Like, you know what I mean? I've done we some are shitty, large. Horrible we things. have
3: multitudes. We have multitudes. Let me read you a know? quote by her. Yeah.
1: Yes, please.
0: My
3: goal is to not judge anyone, to get at the point where everyone is equally right and equally wrong, so the humor comes from that. I wanted to write plays about issues that weren't issue
0: plays. Huh.
1: Okay. I like, I like that's that. That's it. Yeah,
0: I like it a lot. You know, and because- I think my only criticism of body awareness is uh, there are times where it feels very much like, oh, you're writing your thesis project. Um, and I don't mean that too disparagingly, but um, there's times where it becomes a little academic for me. To go it's back a to little,
3: f- it's still finding a voice. It feels yes. a little like pre, like really finding your voice as a writer, hmm. you know, okay. in my I think, opinion. Because
0: for me, because what I love about the play are the moments between Phyllis and Joyce, and that that tension that just so sort of, it just simmer it just simmers so beautifully, and then there's the relationship between Frank and Jared, and yes, the the other stuff is cool too, but she sort of finds you know it's the, it's, she matches up these these characters really, really well, and I want to take
3: back what I said though.
0: Okay, I d- it's not that it's it's something that is
3: uh, pre her finding her voice. I think this is like it feels like the first outing of her voice. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Oh, that's great. Well, that's well said. Well that's said. not d- to disparage. I do. I, I. I actually like this play. But yeah, to your point, Scott. I, there's that part of it that just feels like, oh, this is this there's that academic part of it. It's like, Oh, this is you being like, I'm going to try out this voice and it works. And therefore that's why the rest of her things are, 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 um, finer tuned variations on this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and it's also, you know, she also keeps it tight. It's like, um, yeah. just cause we, we did check off so recently the early check off. Well, Shakespeare does it too. Like you can physically see it on the page with, you look at Romeo and Juliet and you can right. see like, it's it's perfect iambic pentameter. Like it looks physically cool on the page. And then you look at like a winter's tale towards the end and he's just stuffing shit all over in. the fucking place. And he's just trying to stuff it all in. And and I don't think she's gotten to that point, but where you can see a clarity. Yeah, you're right. A clarity in terms of I, this is what I want my voice to be. This is where this is going. I, I would love to see this play. I really would. And and it's, it's shocking to me that that nobody in LA since 2008 has done it that I'm aware of. I, I didn't go, I didn't go too. Uh, yeah. Deep. There's the,
3: you know, there's hundreds of just like people who just produce their own things. I'm sure it's been done maybe at a fringe or something, you know, just for, yeah. Fun, feels but very fringy. Yeah. Cringy.
0: Never, yeah. Um, I just. I. I also wanted to go back and and just throw out that uh, the play was developed uh, in the Bay Area Playwrights Festival in San Francisco. Really? Right. Yeah. Because right, I was. Right, right, I had yeah. been railing about you know, New York and all that.
1: Calm down, Scott. I'm trying to. <laughs>
0: and, uh, 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 but but yeah. this was done in uh, originally in San Francisco as part of the. Um, the Playwrights Foundation, and uh, the Atlantic Stage 2. And then, of course, the Atlantic Theatre Company premiered uh, the original Off-Broadway with Jo Beth Williams as one of, one of these great American actresses, you know, of a certain age now um, that I always had a crush on as a kid um, from The Big Chill. I just, I always thought she was...
1: You don't see.
0: I always thought she was sexy.
3: My hot take on um, body awareness is that it is like a fun modern version of our miss brooks minus the mm. children yeah like minus the kids do you know my our miss brooks cj
1: i do not
3: it's an old 50s tv show that was just like um very or maybe even like 40s i don't know but it 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 was very leave it to beaver-esque um and you know kids out of school and the teacher's name is miss brooks and the- uh-huh. whatnot but they made a play out of it and it was the first like real published play that i was ever in in fifth grade <laughs> and I, I played the coach
0: and, um, <laughs> that's they, adorable
3: i know and they wow. put up a uh, they put up a school play in the play and it's lost horizon and oh, it's wow. like, yeah. And it's one of the most fun. And like, um, uh, at the end, like one of the kids like gets stage fright and gets sick. And so the coach has to go on for him and, like, and it's, it's one of the most fun plays ever. But the whole time I was reading this, I was like, this feels so much like our miss Brooks, like the play, like it yeah. just has that kind of like m- minus the wholesome side. Cause that but, was very, but our like, miss Brooks um, is
0: a lesbian. Right, which I'm,
3: like, so for. Like, that's actually a better narrative for me. So I I love, I love all about that. But I love the announcement of the days. Oh, yes. Guys like this? So, because literally what it's doing is announcing the, like, everyday quality of it, right? It's, like, this is just day-to-day shit. Let's just put the days of the week on the board as the scenes go by. I love it.
1: Also, this is actually, that is usually a theater gimmick that I hate. Like, I hate walking into a show where they're like, okay, we're going to talk about the 12 phases of this man's life. And I'm like, oh, no.
3: Or like when they feel the need to do, you know, somebody walks across the stage with a sign that's like, five years
1: later. Oh, God. (laughs) I just, anytime that it's like, we're going to tell you five stories of blah, blah, blah. I'm like, great. So I'm just going to count this entire show.
0: Right. But- the. I, I was, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish. Uh, no, no,
1: it, no. I was done. Please.
0: I'm sorry. Well, I, I was going to say it's a great segue into Circle Mirror Transformation, which is her yeah. next play, Right. which I would normally detest the structure of that play. And it sucked me in and I was with it from the moment I read it and the moment I read her stage directions, which is another digression. So I was really afraid, and you guys know how I feel. And I've been very, very clear throughout the history of this podcast, all yeah. of our previous episodes, that I, 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 I have a big fuck you middle finger to modern playwrights who give me eighteen pages of instruction on how to read their play. Right. right? Uh-huh. And so she, she does that a little bit, talking about the pauses, which. Are crucial. Like I, I got like after I finished reading it, I'm like, I get you, girl. I understand, and I'm yeah. sorry that I criticized. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, she and you
1: apologize to Annie Baker, and you. I guys do are
0: apologize do to Annie Baker because your pauses are beautiful, lady, and and I wouldn't change a fucking thing. She's also <laughs> using
3: it in a more like logical to the brain way than like Churchill was, right? Where Churchill, sure. where I was like, I can't even fucking read this the way you've divided it. You're the by- way- if I, if
0: I have a double asterisk that I right, wish yeah to pulse for 13, you must say 13. Ex- coconut, Ex- yeah. Exactly. 13 and I'm like, Manchesters. I'm not all I'm like, what are you talking math. about? What's a fucking Manchester?
3: I'm not going to do that math while I'm doing this play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas, but Annie Baker, no. like, it's very clear. It works in my mind, like, because it is how we talk it's how we
2: right yes, i
1: and- feel like she's i feel like she's trying to direct the play i can't remember which one i read oh. but she was like i want you to like at the beginning I wish I wrote down which one this was because I read like six of her plays and there's a beginning where it's like, the dialogue should clip along. That's like, I just, uh, no pauses, blah, blah, blah. And for me, I'm just like, yeah, because that's how people talk. Why don't you just let the actors act, Annie? Yeah. But, I can wow. half
3: appreciate that, but also you say that, but every time I hand text to actors without direction, they they don't understand pace at all. So I like no. I, I can appreciate that half- because like most of the time yeah and she
1: in in stage actors faster
0: Faster. nowhere just faster just just get it out but that but that's (laughs) but in circle mirror transformation she's very clear she tells you she's like the actors are gonna feel like they're not doing anything or that there's this air that they need to fill but if you go fast then it becomes a satire yeah and that's not what that's not what it is. And I'm like, okay. So I gave into it and I read it as she instructed me to read it. So, you know, I always read things and, and you guys are both probably in the same boat. I read, both. I read things as both an actor and a director at the same time. Yeah, And then one or the other will take over. Either a character will emerge that I identify with and want to,
3: Absolutely. And I'm
0: gravitate towards, or I I continue to read it as, as a director. When I gave into circle mirror transformation and she was like, okay, it should say when each week, when we're at the beginning of each week, but not when we're between scenes. And I'm like, got it. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Normally, like I said, normally that kind of structure would, would blow me away. But I'm like, this does what it says it does. Like, I'm like, you're fucking brilliant. Annie Baker. Yeah. Circle Mirror Transformation does exactly that over the course, slowly, meticulously, over time. It doesn't feel long. Right. And their stories are just... I love Circle are, Mirror. Uh, I really do. I think it's my second favorite. I've seen it twice. Oh, have you?
3: Whoa. Two, two different theater uh, experiences. Let me I, let me give you a little context about this because this is actually interesting. Um, the first time I saw it, was at the Kansas City rep. Ooh. Okay. is I've talked about so it before legit, on the yeah. podcast. Legit. It's just legit. Like they 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 did the best Augusto Sage <sighs> County I've ever seen. Um and this was another show I saw there that I this is probably my third favorite thing I saw there under Little Shop being number 2. This was just like I, I, I walked out. We were so pumped. We went as an acting class to go see. Oh, by the way, the, the, the plot of Circle Mirror Transformation is it's a, a acting class at a community center uh, being taught by a eccentric woman named Marty. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much the plot. Um, you should go read it because it's super interesting the way it folds out. But uh, I went and saw it at the KC Rep. Phenomenal. We all walked out like, this is so great. I wrote a paper about it. I was like, this is just like... Theater at its best for theater people. Uh, You know, all the theater games that they play are things that we literally played all the time. The first day at Hogwarts with Beatty Pettigrew, she frickin' had us tell each other stories and then get up and tell each other stories as each other, which is what they do, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in, in Circle Mirror. And I was just like, we were just so sold. About a year later, my friend says, uh, hey, I'm performing at the William Inge School. I've talked about that before, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he said, we're performing Circle Mirror. And I was like, oh, my God. It's one of my favorite plays. I can't wait. I will drive down there. I drove three hours. I got down there, you know, like right on time, ran and got my ticket, got this like perfect seat. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. One of the worst performances oh,
1: no.
3: I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, no. And I should have known because I had seen their Beyond Therapy the year before.
1: Oh, oh shit! Oh, I, I remember that story, yes,
3: yeah. but i it just was like, oh, oh, you don't understand theater, but like people, like you don't understand like how people exist in this world, apparently, so i and and that was that school was like, like they did do good stuff i I've said a lot of shit on them, but they they had great teachers, and they I saw a lot of their festival work that
0: was really phenomenal. But God damn
1: sometimes you hit and miss, yo. Sometimes you just yeah, miss, man, and this was yeah, a big miss.
0: You know what I mean? Um, uh, Patrick Duffy, the managing director of Sacred Fools, and 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 I, have had many conversations over the years. You know, we, um, not to to spend too much time about Sacred Fools, but we're an open theater company, so basically, anybody can audition. Anybody can. Well, you have to be a member to pitch, uh, projects. But, you know, sometimes. Shit falls apart and and crashes horribly. Yeah, and people get angry about it, especially fellow company members, um, when something doesn't work, and you get really critical about it. But he he, Patrick's like, there is no time that I've ever sat down to to start auditions or to to start work on a play as a playwright, and wanted it to fail. You never right. want it to fail. You always want it to, to with the best intentions, and that happens. With schools and with everything else, but right. I think that you know one of the the criticisms I read about about Circle Mirror was it was a critic, and they they said that they wanted a little bit more that they 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 loved the characters and they loved the interaction they wanted a little bit more uh, I think the, the quote was theatrical attack mm. and I'm like ah I get you I I I see exactly what you're saying and she's trying to do something different this is clearly Uh, a a woman in her uh, thirties starting to peak, starting to really fucking feel her powers. And she is trying to define something new in American, in English speaking theater. And, and that is, is that there is no big, huge epiphany. All of the epiphanies are subtle. The, 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 the class, the, the class doing the counting, yeah, and you know, then, mm-hmm. then the counting exercise. And when they hit it, I think I started
1: to like tear up. Yeah at the end. I'm like, oh they got it. Oh my god. Like, because we've all been there in acting class. We've all so been
0: there in acting class, but the idea that it's also a community theater thing, that these aren't actors. You know, there is a character who's an actress and, right. you know, the, and they're they're exploring it and just, you know, and you have the young woman going, Are we gonna do any like acting? <laughs> and Marty keeps going, god, This I is acting. Her this is yeah. acting this is acting and, Marty and all is those... very
3: much the like sort of um cartoon version of beatty the yeah the, yeah right of, my, of like my mentor of like the one who like really taught but she's like sort of the like turned up version of that because she wasn't that that shit
1: and i have go ahead
0: finish scott oh i was just gonna say you know um she she repeats this theme. You see it a little bit in Frank, and then with Schultz and this character, um, and and you see it again with Sam. And she she tunes into this thing. And, and CJ, you and I have had these conversations probably more intensely and more personally than, than we would like. Just about <laughs> the idea that for men, the idea of reaction becomes this quiet rage kind of thing hmm. uh and it, it like schultz really ricocheted with me as he's clearly into this woman she rejects him and then he f- that that i have to not i have to silence you i have to put you out of my world because i just i ain't got it to deal with the pain Yeah, mm-hmm. is it, something that, that spoke to me she does this I think uh, this is really horrible to say, but I must confess it that as I started to read Annie Baker plays, you know, I'm like, Oh, I'm, this is going to be feminist stuff. Um, and uh-huh. I'm an, a- and I'm an asshole for having the thought. When, what were your feelings about the, about that, the, those gender interactions, both of you?
1: Well, I have, I actually have an abbreviated thesis that I think would tack on to what you were saying, Scott. I yes, mean, let's when, hear I, it. when I first started reading this, I, I felt mad that it's like don't fucking tell people what we're doing in theater school that is ours. those are our experiences and, right. and you know not really, but I think it's like any time because I have seen more than one play where you are sitting in the audience and you are watching them do the warm ups that you did when you were in college
2: uh-huh. um,
1: and that's the theater um But then by the end of it, I had this interesting experience of when I was, so when I was in conservatory, the work that we did, which a lot of the exercises were similar to this. And of course we did so many different other ones, but I felt like my process in conservatory was, it wasn't about like, I mean, it was, it was about breaking down your bad habits and getting good techniques and all that stuff. But I felt like the baseline was making you an honest person. And I took it to heart to making you an honest person in your life. Mm. And if you are going to be a good artist, then how could you call yourself a good artist if you are not an honest person in your interactions and in your everyday life? And with
0: yourself. Yes. And with yourself.
1: Yes. And I took that to heart in theater Mm. school, but I felt like this is a community center. This is just people coming in, "Oh, I've always wanted to act." And maybe they're just taking this class to just it's something they've always wanted to try out. You see these characters trying to have these difficult and honest conversations, but it's through the exercises that they're doing in class. So it's like instead of sitting down and having the heart is is James married to Marty, right? Um, yes, yes. Yes. Instead of James sitting down and talking to Marty off stage about their relationship and how he's feeling and why all of a sudden he might be interested in this other woman, he puts it up on this scene in class for all the world to see, but that's because that's the way that he can express it. Because he can't it's like they have to get their life's honesty out in the exercises in class. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I just, that was like an interesting juxtaposition for me because. It's also kind of a, it's like a, it's a nice
3: little peek behind the curtain for non theater people in a nice way, too, right? Like, yeah. Or I kind of want them to know that, like, we, we do this weird, crazy shit just to get to better places <laughs> as humans. Yeah. Because, in a weird way, it's sort of like, I mean,. Not to be arrogant, but like we've done a lot of like therapy work that uh, in 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 acting classes that a lot of people will never even obtain in an actual therapy. You know, well like,
1: paid for everyone, by the way. Yeah,
3: well paid for, <laughs> well well paid for. It's
0: it's always uh, I always, I've always had a problem with that. I I've always had a problem, and and I've I've sort of I've talked about the idea of acting teacher guruism. Um, yeah, but that's different. That's a little different. But I, I had in undergrad, I, I had a situation where a, a, a professor finally said, "Go get therapy. This isn't a therapy class." Uh, yes, it's well, about true. dealing with yourself, and yes, it's you know. But we're it, 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 because it becomes borderline unhealthy to have a, gr- a a run of people.
1: Then it's wound picking yeah and And that's
0: different that's different i'm talking more about like
3: when you're working on a character when you're doing monologue work and scene work you have these breakthroughs that you're not trying to have and even like game work or like meisner work you know people sometimes we would be doing we would back and forth just meisner shit and somebody would just start crying and it wouldn't be that it was that they oh i just really needed to cry or like i just had this breakthrough sometimes it was just like Oh wow, I don't know, that hit me in a weird way. And that is the beauty of it is that we've been through some of those things that we a lot of people can't even imagine. Anyway, let's let's take a break. I want to hear Pam's song. Yes. Yes. Doesn't that sound good? Let's do that. Sing and, we to do us Pam. that and we'll come back
0: and then we'll There's get some into final more. Thoughts on and this Annie there. Baker, she's uh she's something else. She's alright. <laughs> she's pretty great. She's oh. fine, I guess. Ah, yes. That will wrap up part one of our discussion on the great Annie Baker. Join us next week for part two, a continuation of our discussion. We leave you now with Pamela Quinn and her special Annie Baker theme song for this episode. Thank you all so much for joining us. Have a great one.
2: Peace! Those eyes that smile, I'll look but only for a little while, that stare those lips I swear I've seen them before Just a few doors down Or was it closer? I know her That face That chin That grin I've been lost in that glance before That hair Those cheeks I swear I've seen that heartbeat Sweep across the street Or was it right here? It's unclear. What does it mean that I can't look away? What does it mean that I know what she'll say? I see the face in the mirror. It's me.